literally the GameStop is nothing but like te- like adults and teenagers <laughs> by, around my age. And there was one kid. Yep. <laughs> one little kid. And I was always like, wow, the meme is true. The meme, uh, it is. I mean, the people who play Pokemon, like. But I always say, because the best part, the most, well, I don't, I won't say best part, because this was kind of messed up in hindsight, but Grand Theft Auto V came out shortly around the same time. <laughs> yep. And I decided to go pick it up, because I was curious. Yep. I go into the GameStop, and it's literally nothing but kids. Yep. <laughs> and I was like, I was like, this is messed up in yeah. so many levels. Why, why weren't you at the Pokemon? <laughs> yeah, I know. That's and I, I remember too, because like the uh, the manager of that game stuff at the time, like really did not want to, because this kid couldn't have been more than like five. Yep. But the the manager at the store really did not want to sell sell this game to this parent, and he was he kept going like this is not for kids, like it's incredibly inappropriate in many ways, and I always remember because I was behind I was behind them in line. And um, I usually don't. I don't ever get involved because it's like it's none of my business. Mm-hmm. But the the lady literally trying to make a point with the guy turns around and goes, "You played these games as a kid, didn't you? You could understand, right?" And I looked her in the face and just went, "My parents didn't let me play these games. I don't know what you're talking about." And her entire point got destroyed right yeah. there. And she she just went dead silent, turned around, and literally just kind of was like handed the money over and basically was like, just give me the game. That's... Hey guys, and welcome back to the Gaming and Collecting Podcast. On this episode, me and Alex are going to be taking a look back on down memory lane at video game stores, including both the chains, some of the more standard stores you would think of, along with some of the more modern retro stores that have started to appear in the last couple of years, going over some of our favorite memories, um, hunting for games, and just kind of seeing the different environment, as well as interacting with the other collectors and people that we meet along the way. But anyways, guys, thank you for joining us as we discuss the games that shaped us. So, how you been? Let's just say, thank God, it's Friday. <laughs> yeah. It's just been one of those weeks, and so, that's been the vibe from everyone I've talked to. So. so, let's just say I woke up this morning, I was like wicked comfy, mm-hmm. ready to go back to sleep, and I was like, ah, Saturday morning. <laughs> then my oh, alarm no. went off, my alarm oh. went off, and I looked over and I went, shit <laughs> it's friday <laughs> oh yeah but i it was like you know one of those moments when you are so comfy and you're like i don't want to do anything i just want to lay here and do nothing yeah i am so comfortable nothing can ruin my day except da-da. except except the inevitable <laughs> truth yelp that it was friday yeah, Sorry. it doesn't help too that like every day this week I thought it was a, it, I thought it was like a day earlier than it actually a day yeah. later than it actually was. No, I mean like everyone I talked to kind of felt the same. Like everyone was just like, oh, it's it's Thursday, and then they're like, I thought it was Friday. Everyone was that was the vibe all week. Yeah. <laughs> no, it didn't help too that like this today ended up being a massive, freaking disaster, but. Oh, at work? Yeah, yeah I had a, a job I'm running 
I work in like the uh, machining field and I do like medical stuff. So I was running a job and I ended up getting a piece that ended up being bad. Oh. So I didn't know when it started and I'd already pretty much run the majority of the job. So I had to 100% the entire order. Oh. Yeah, so I spent most of the... And you know what the worst part is? I didn't find another one. Oh. Yeah. That sucks. Uh, plus, I had a massive stomach ache all day. It was just a miserable yeah, day. Yeah, so did I. I don't know why, but I also, like, I have stomach ache all day. And then it didn't help because I ordered food and I ordered Chinese food because... Well, that's your problem. I had yeah. a pizza for dinner because I didn't well... eat anything else today because I had no time to eat. <laughs> Well, I didn't eat anything else today either. But the reason I got it was because I got rice. Because I can eat rice with my, my busted front tooth. So I don't want to break anymore. And rice is not an intense food. So. <laughs> I ate your mortal enemy today, so. Yeah, I know. Pizza betrayed me. I'm very upset about it. I'm so oh, upset. It betrayed my tooth. So, for, for this Sorry. episode, I'm actually drinking... Ranch water? No, no, I have some of that, but not today. I'm drinking sparkling ice spiked hard seltzer. Ooh. Ruby Fizz. It's Ooh. only 80 calories. Oh, how is That's, it? Eh. It's... It's not bad, it's just kind of... It, it, you know what, it, it tastes like sparkling water. Ah. Uh. Oh, are you sure it's but alcoholic it, then? Yeah, because I had I had bought a case of these last week and I drank like I drank like seven of them and I got fucked up. But yep. Oh, well, I mean, hey, that means it's it's working. Well, they they're a little bit too smooth. That's the big only problem with them. Ah, so you can drink a lot and not realize it. Yeah, yep. like. A, well, I mean, I had a reason last weekend I won't get into, but yeah, I, I was I was very drunk last weekend. Oh, God. Oh, God. There's a reason we didn't record. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, well, today I am drinking water from my Brita filter because I haven't gone to the liquor store in, I think, well, I haven't bought alcohol since you were at my apartment because... Oh. It's just a lot of work. Like, luckily in Connecticut, I could buy it at the grocery store, but that means, like, I don't, I can't do self-checkout, and it's just like, uh. And I've been meaning to stop at the liquor store sometime this week, but I just, like, because this week's been so, uh, I just, like, don't want to stop on my way home if I don't have to, so. Yeah. Yep. And it's I funny. Thought, oh. Hmm? Oh, you were saying? Uh, Oh, I was saying, I thought I, I thought I still had some of those um, Trulies that I had before, but uh, I guess I drank them all. So, all I have is water today, but that's okay, because I'm pretty tired, and honestly, I'm going to go to bed after we record the podcast, because I'm yep. really tired. Uh, the other than that, I went out and did some errands after work today. I had to grab, um, uh, it's Father's Day this weekend, so I had to get a card for Dad. Yes. And Happy Father's Day, Father, if I you're was, listening to this. Well, I, while I was in Target, I, I like to walk through the uh, DVD section. Yes, and as what you did do. you find? And I... So Target has anime has an anime section now. Huh. Anything so, good? 
I found a paranoia agent. Paranoia that was, uh, agent. That was um, Satoshi Khan's uh, anime series he did. Huh. It was like a 13 episode thing, but now I have all this Satoshi Khan uh, stuff. So Nice. I haven't Saw watched that, it. Hmm? I've been too bit. I haven't watched it. I've been too busy. Well, you, you, you just haven't really watched any Satoshi Khan stuff. Yeah. Because I'm too busy. <laughs> yeah, watching One Piece for the 5,000th time. <laughs> I'm rewatching the Fishman Island arc. <laughs> it's just so good. Uh, you yeah. you'll you get it if you watched it, okay? Yeah. Well, ironically, that indirectly kind of brings us into our topic for today's episode. Yes. So for this episode, we're actually going to be talking about uh, game stores over yeah. the years, and I I kind of find this topic fascinating because. Game stores have certainly evolved, like, quite a bit since we were, so we were born in, like, the mid-90s, so we, we kind of got to see the peak, uh, like, the, the very early beginnings of game stores, and probably around their absolute peak before they kind of went down to a yep. degree, before they eventually would get overtaken by the retro game stores, which we'll get into towards the end of the podcast, but I'd like to say... Do you remember probably the first time we ever went to, like, Toys R Us? I don't remember the first time, but I definitely remember going But you remember, many... like, the early days, back when we were still, like, in preschool. Oh, yeah, no, like, and it was just, like, a, a world of toys and to toys and toys and Yeah, toys. this is back when, like, Toys R Us was, like, you were going into this, like, massive, like... It was a magical wonderland. Like it's so tiny now, but you back then you were so, everything was huge. Well, also Toys R Us is uh closed now. Kinda, I think they they had a revival sort of. Movie. I don't. I think they only do online now. Yeah, like, I don't know. It was something weird like that. But all but their, all, I believe all their stores. The original, the original closed. chain stores are definitely gone. I know that. I think they still are like alive in either, maybe Canada or like I, Europe. But I don't so, think they they don't have any stores in the United States anymore. Yeah, I know the one that we went to, we went to all the time is gone. The building's yeah. still there, but it's oh, gone. Funny story, off topic. But I remember I was watching. Um, I don't know. At one point, I just started deep diving into people like exploring abandoned places. And oh, did you watch that abandoned series on YouTube? Sometimes, yeah. I dabble in it. Because sometimes it's just interesting when they, like, go into, like, these abandoned, like, mental hospitals or just, like, abandoned, like, hotels and stuff. And it's just interesting to see them, like, rot away and decay. But um, I just find it fascinating. But one one time I was, I was dabbling, and then it was a Toys R Us. And then I looked at the Toys R Us, and I looked at where the video was taken. I was like, that's our Toys R Us! Oh, was it really? <laughs> yeah, no, someone broke into it! <laughs> Oh, I'm and did like a whole video, yeah. So, um, yeah. I, sorry, that was off topic, but I just no, it, it, I just remembered it, and I was just like, oh my god, that that was our Toys R Us. Yeah. <laughs> someone did so, a video. So it's kind of funny, but a lot of the the, sh the stores we're gonna bring up on this uh, this deep look toward look to the past, um, a lot of them don't exist anymore, which is kind of sad. Yeah. But. Yeah, Toys R Us, that was probably the first major one I can remember. Mm. And 
what what made Toys R Us so interesting was the layout of that store changed a lot. Oh yeah. Now Toys R Us always kind of had this one dedicated like game section. Like mm-hmm. it was always kind of off in its own corner. I think it was like the Toys R Us like game zone or something. Yeah. And but I remember also... everything was like locked away, right? Like everything was yeah. like, locked behind well, stuff. Well, it was kind of like there to... was like the certain stuff was locked behind stuff, but then there was also like other like the kind of in between racks and stuff. It was it, it was basically just kind of like a mini game store within Toys R Us. Yeah. But what was interesting was, I remember because, like, you'd like to look at, like, the Barbie dolls all the time. Yeah. As, as girls of her I was age a did. young child. But, yeah. um, I remember because right by the Barbie doll section, there was, because it was next to the Barbie dolls and the bikes, there was this, like, kiosk, which was, like, a giant TV screen mm-hmm. connected to this, like, like uh, kind of like, it was like a membrane keyboard. Mm-hmm. And basically, it just had a bunch of games on it, and you push the the you click on the games icon on it, and it would just show you trailers of the game. Huh. And I remember I, I just kind of like when you and mom were do like looking at whatever you wanted to look at. I just spend like minutes <laughs> upon minutes just watching these different trailers on this thing. Oh wow! And I always remember it because it was like in the middle of nowhere, like not even close to the games. Mm-hmm. But I, I remember don't at, remember that. No, well, because you, you you weren't ever at it. You <laughs> so were, <I> know, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah. So I I do that, and then we'd always kind of go over to the game section. Of course, back then that was when game games were a, a very rare rare treat because they were kind of expensive. Oh yeah, very so, expensive. So this was like circa like we had the PlayStation. No, no, actually, no. We, I don't. Yeah, yeah. We had, we just had gotten the PS One to share, but the and then Game we Boy. We had Game Boys, right? We had Game, Game Boy Colors. Those were our primary systems. Yep. And I remember because that was basically all we could get for a while there. Yep. And I remember like my biggest thing I got from that Toys R Us back then was Wario Land Three. Huh. That's funny. Which I remember still thinking was like the greatest, greatest. It was, like, the greatest day ever. Basically, yep. it was, like, yes, a brand new game. And, unfortunately, Wario Land 3, for, like, a five- to six-year-old, is not an easy game because it's, like, a puzzle platform. No. And I never got very far. Nope. But it, ke- it kept me interested, that's for sure. Yeah. But, yeah, so that GameStop was interesting because I always remember it... it uh, not GameStop, I'm sorry. That Toys R Us was interesting because it kind of, like, evolved over time. Oh, yeah. Well, as I they... think it kind of evolved as toys changed and kids, like, interests changed. So it just kind of kept up with the times, I guess. But what was funny was the game spot over in the corner, like the game zone, mm-hmm. always seemed to be kind of stuck in time. Oh, like, yeah. It, they just kind of changed up the systems and, like, everything kind of... It would just kind of update, but it wouldn't actually... It, it kind of was weird because it felt like its own little world inside the Toys R Us... Yeah. I don't know if this was just our Toys R Us, but if anyone anyone remembers, leave a comment or something. But mm. but I, what I always found fascinating too was like Toys Toys R Us was a, always a kids focused store. Yeah. But you could still get like M rated video games there. What? Yeah, because we that's where we got Dad Grand Theft Auto Three. <laughs> we got Dad Grand Theft Auto <laughs> at, at Toys, Toys R Us. R- what? 
It Who was either Gran- that? It, it was it was either Grand Theft Auto Three or GTA Vice City. I don't remember. Oh my god! But um, yeah, I remember. Th- I just remember that because it was like, because I me- I remember thinking I was getting one game and then Mom was buying that for Dad. <laughs> and it was, I remember because the the store clerk made it, which actually amazed me because the store clerk made a big deal about. Just so you know, this game's not for kids, and, and mom was like, "Oh, it's not for him. Don't worry." Yeah, <laughs> and it's the for guy, his father. <laughs> yeah, the guy was immediately his demeanor immediately, immediately changed. He was like, "Oh, okay," <laughs> like immediately changed, <laughs> and I was like, "Wow, <laughs> what a different time." I know now, like people won't even question it at this point. Well, some will, like the decent the decent employees will, others. Yeah. But also, I've read some of those, like, tales from retail stories where, like, some people, like, they'll look at the lady and they'll be like, if I say something, this is going to be a Karen. So I'm just going to let her buy it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Because that well, is unfortun- society. That's unfortunately just how it is, but... Yeah, so that was Toys R Us. That yep. was probably, like, the first real... In my early video game years, that was probably the first real time just seeing a lot of video games in one place. Yes. And at that time, I was still under the impression that PlayStation was all that existed. (laughs) Because it was funny, because I remember PlayStation, and I remember N64. Mm -hmm. But I don't recollect Saturn at all. No, I don't ever remember hearing about that. Well, it's funny because I don't remember seeing those cases either. So, and this was like late '90s, so I I think Dreamcast was on by then. Yeah. And I'm going to assume just because Dreamcast games sort of resemble PlayStation games in shape and Maybe size. Maybe you just kind of assume. They I were. probably didn't notice. No, I. That's probably it, honestly. Yeah, because I I, I find it fascinating that I, I I didn't really know I didn't learn about the Saturn until years later, like via the internet. Like, it's kind of weird how the childhood brain works. I mean, because the only reason I knew the N64 existed was because, it, for some reason in, in our area, everybody had an N64, and we were, like, the only people who had PlayStations. Yep. Which was really interesting during recess, because I did not understand what anyone was talking about, but yet I had the PlayStation with Final Fantasy VIII. <laughs> yes. Because <laughs> that's, that's going to impress the kids. <laughs> if only they knew. If only they knew. No, they probably would have played five minutes of it and been like, this sucks. This is boring. Oh, eight, I love you so much, but god damn it, you're hard to get into. <laughs> but um, anyways, back to on topic now. Another place that we always saw games, so... This was also around the time where, like... A, mall still exists, but you also had your chain store. Like, the chain stores that are still around, like the super centers. Mm-hmm. And... The ones in particular that I come to, come to mind are Walmart and Target. Yes. And I always remember the Walmart. So I Walmart, we always kind of like had the toy aisle because that was like mm-hmm. sort of like the distraction to keep us distracted for a few seconds. Yes. We were coming along with mom going grocery shopping and she was like, all right, let's go in the toy aisle for a little bit. And... But eventually I, I came to notice right next to most of the toy aisles was the electronics section. Yes. And this is where the video game walls were. Yes. And back this is back when I, I'm not even I don't even think games I don't even think they do this at like stores anymore. This is back when you had like the kiosk console. Like with the with the controller that was connected to the case. 
mm-hmm. like sticking out like the nasty controller that God knows who touched. <laughs> and the thumbsticks were always missing the rubber and the buttons <laughs> were all like broke. Yeah, it wasn't a good time. But that was cool too because that was like that, that was another way to get dis- to, to distract a child for five minutes. Just let them mess around mm. with that thing. What was funny yeah. though is I remember distinctly I don't really remember the PlayStation N64 for, in this sense. Mm-hmm. I remember the PS2, Xbox, and GameCube distinctly, though. Yes, me and too. And the one thing I always remember was, for some reason, the way the kiosk was set up at a short time, you could actually reset the console for whatever reason. <laughs> I don't know why. This was always a weird, like... I guess it was, like, because you couldn't get back to... The, I think it had to do with because you couldn't get back to the menu. Oh, yeah, because there was no menu, really, on these consoles. Mm. So there was just like, this always made me laugh. I don't know if anyone would remember this, but they had the GameCube, the Xbox, and the PlayStation 2 all next to each other. Mm-hmm. And the GameCube and Xbox just had buttons that were like hardwired to the actual GameCubes to like activate the resets. Yep. The PS2, because of how it was designed, had this little stick that you had to kind of like move over and push in the reset button. Oh, really? That's yeah, it funny. was so freaking janky. Shh. But I remember that because you, you basically, those systems were just glorified, like, they must have been, like, demo units or something because they had, like, a bunch of games just available. Oh, yeah. Or they were probably just programmed to, like, have a certain amount of games. Yeah, or they had, like, a demo disc. They had a specific demo oh, disc in them, that maybe. that could be it, too. Yeah. But I remember, like, messing around with those and then just, like, kind of always, like, staring longingly at the games because you knew you weren't going to get them, but you could kind of stare at them and <laughs> you yeah. never know. Hope for Christmas. Yeah. But you know, well, you know what else I also remember? What? They had, like, Game Bo- the Game Boys were always, like, there, too, and they were just kind of, like, attached to the case, like, the controllers Oh, were. yeah. I remember that, because I think you would always go for the consoles, and then I would always kind of go for whatever was left, because... <laughs> See, I always remember... Be... I always remember... And I would go D- for, like, the handheld. Yeah. See, I always remember when the DS came out, the, 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 uh, the in-store, like, demo DS's were always destroyed. Oh, yeah. Because just... assholes would just go and, like, destroy the screen. Yeah, especially the touch screen. Yeah. They would just, like, go and, like, mess them up. In the original one, like, the touch screen, like, could get so bad. On oh, it. yeah. So, so bad. Mm. But I always remember that. And that also reminds me of my one of my favorite stories where when I was kind of curious about when when the seventh generation of consoles was coming out and we had it was the big PS3 360 Wii mm-hmm. and it was kind of like you were intrigued by the 360 at first because it was it came out first yes. and I kind of wanted to try one out at the store mm-hmm. so I went to this I went to the Walmart to try it out and the 360 in the demo kiosk had a red ring of death <laughs> Oh my god, that's hilarious. And I remember just seeing that and thinking, Nope. I guess I want a PS3. (laughs) That's hilarious, because I bet, like, the, um, the Walmart people were just like, Well, shit, what do we do? (laughs) Well, I know why, because those things were crammed into those cases, and they probably had no ventilation, so it's not a surprise. Oh, yeah. I probably didn't think about that. Oh, sorry, everyone. I can't stop yawning. I let one out, and now I can't stop. It happens. happens. No, but... So, if we're going back to, like... 
other defunct uh, stores. Do you remember uh, KB Toys? No, I don't remember that. You don't remember KB Toys? I don't. It I was have like, no recollection of that. So that was like a toy store in the mall. It was like a chain hmm. for a while. If you look up the logo, where, you'll... F- where was it in the mall? It was like around the middle-ish, kind of. KB Toys. Look up the logo and you'll remember it. Oh! Oh, yeah. Oh, and guess what? <laughs> guess what popped up? What? Entire store on sale. <laughs> Nothing yeah. held back. Oh, I remember now. So KB... Oh, I guess they had a reopening somewhere? Yeah, I think they tried to redo it. They, they tried bringing the name back or something. But yeah, uh, KB Toys, that was another, like, wild uh, toy store back in the day. And I always remember because you had, obviously, it was kind of like every other toy store. You just had toys and stuff. But then there was also a decent game section, like most of these stores had. And it was just always a, a, a treat just to see, like, all the games. And I, what was cool about KB Toys is, too, like, they had, like, older stuff, too, that mm-hmm. they'd kind of hold on to. Like, it didn't get tossed right away. So that's, like, I always remember seeing all the N. That's, like, the N64 and PlayStation games kind of stayed there for a long time after things got uh, moved on and discontinued. Mm-hmm. But I always remember they were they were pretty cool, too. It was funny, because back in the days of, like, malls, back when malls actually, like, were living. Yep. Like, you'd just, like, you'd come across the store, and it'd be like, oh, can we go in here? And the parents were like, whatever. (laughs) Yeah, they're like, all right, we got to. It was funny, because it was like a a rendition. Like, we'd go from one store, and then we'd walk past a toy store, we'd have to go in. It's actually funny. I found, um, when I was looking at the logo, I actually found a flyer. From the 1980s, from KB Toys, mm. and it was advertising the Sega Genesis at the yep. time. Oh, uh, that's funny! Oh, KB's oh been God. around for a long time. Yeah. Well, at least they no, were. the the poster is just funny. Like I was just like, huh? Oh wait, there's more. There's like one with the um, NES. Oh yeah. There's one with the. That's funny. They're actually one of the companies that boycotted Sega after. Uh... Sega surprise dropped the Saturn on everybody. Huh. That's funny. Wow. It's funny looking at, like, retro... This is off topic, but it's interesting looking at these, like, retro ads. Oh, yeah. They're just, like, so... Well, also, looking at the price, because uh, the Nintendo NES, they were advertising it as a uh, $79.99. Oof. Which... I think that's how much the NES Classic was, now I think about yeah. it. Yeah. Um... And then, like, the controllers, like, um, the, the, the Max Joystick controller mm-hmm. was nineteen ninety nine. Yep. And then, like, you look at, like, the, the Nintendo Switch Pro controller now, yeah. isn't that, like, almost a hundred bucks itself? Like, it's, it's, oh like, seventy, I think. It's, it's, like, the same price as a PS5 yeah. game. Oh, my God. Times change, people. Wow. Yeah, that's funny, actually, like. For the price of an any the NES back in the day with before inflation is around the price of a freaking PS5 game these days. That's ridiculous. Yeah. Oh my god. Sorry for going off topic. No, it's but fine. I'm just, That's fascinating. I'm just reliving KB. To- I just thought the um the old flyers were just really interesting to see. Like I just thought that was really cool. 
Do you, do you remember fun. back in the day, too, how you'd find, like, games and stuff in, like, the most random places? Oh, yeah. Like, do you remember, like, Stop and... We were going through Stop and Shop, but that's, a like, a, a grocery store up in the, this area. Oh, yeah. But, um, remember we were going through Stop and Shop one day, and they just had, like, PS2 games on a rack just chilling there. Uh, they were you... all, like, greatest hit, like, va- re- like, value brand ones, too. I remember because we got Finding Nemo on the PlayStation 2 there. What a piece of <laughs> shit. <laughs> what a piece of shit that game was. Oh my god. Oh. But back in the day, getting a PS2 game was like the greatest thing ever, so it didn't it matter like, what it was. Oh. And then, um, I also remember we got a lot of like PC games at Staples. Because oh, yeah, Staples cause, well, used to sell yes. a ton of PC games. Oh yeah. That's where I got The Sims, uh, The Sims 1. Yeah. Like, they and, always had the the Tycoon games, and oh, they yeah. always had The Sims, and I don't even know if, I don't think they sell PC games anymore, but again, uh, also... I no haven't been really... to the Staples in freaking a decade, so... I went in one at the beginning, uh, I, I don't remember when, but I went in one, and it wasn't that long ago, and I didn't see any PC games, but also, a lot of PC games, you could just buy on well, the yeah, computer, so... Well, yeah, downloadable. No one really buys <laughs> You right. <laughs> my Siri on my watch just went off. And oh. It scared the shit out of me. Oh my god! I think it picked it up on the podcast. <laughs> we'll we'll see. <laughs> oh it... my god! I don't know. <laughs> oh god, she's already broken. <laughs> oh, it's been a long week, people. <laughs> I don't know how I did that. <laughs> All she's right. listening in. She's she knows we're talking about video games and buying. Actually, them. he's an Australian male. That's that's how I set my my Siri voice to. Okay. No. Nah, anyway. Any, anyways. <laughs> Alright, turn it off. <laughs> I don't know how. I don't know how. It keeps going off, and I'm not doing anything. Ugh. Okay, okay, back. <laughs> back so anyways, game store. So around like the mid-2000s, like around like probably, I want to say like 2005-ish, that's yep. when like kind of the shift started to happen. Yeah. Where it was kind of like all of a sudden all the small little like chains were disappearing. Mm-hmm. And then we had the introduction of a certain game store that popped up in our Kingston Mall called EB Games. EB Games. EB Games. Not the one you you were thinking, right? (laughs) No, that's not what I was thinking. No, we'll get (laughs) to that in a minute. What is EB Games? So EB Games, for all intents and purposes, EB Games was originally like a standalone store and they got purchased by GameStop. Ah. Because EB Games is still a thing up in Canada, I believe. Oh, oh yeah, I think I've heard that. So yeah. GameStop eventually bought them out, but for like the first few years, they were still EB Games over here. Yep. And I always remember because the Kingston Mall had like three different EBs. They had the main EB Games, then yep. there was EB Kids, which was like a kid-focused one, and then there yep. was like this third one. I, I don't remember if there was something specific, or I might be thinking EB of a different adults. No. But I remember... Grow up. But I remember... um, (laughs) Never! 
No, but I, I remember EB Kids in particular because that's... So eventually, the EB Kids was fascinating because it was like, it had these like PC games and I remember playing Thomas the Tank Engine Trouble on the Tracks. Oh, oh hell yeah. Because hell that was yeah, there. Hell yeah, Thomas. <laughs> but what was funny about the kids store was they had three PCs and each one was like at a different height for the different sized children. Oh, <laughs> that's actually really smart. It's like the water fountains that I like stacked. Yeah. Like so one time. But it was, it, this was, like, all, like, P- kid stuff and, like, PC games, and I think it was, like, the only place where you could find, like, early childhood games before, back when those were still a thing. Yep. Wow. But, Did um, they have all, like, the Barbie games there, too, yep. I bet? Yep. Barbie games, crazy. and then all the, even... uh... Maybe that's where we got all of our, like, Jumpstart games. Probably. Like all of our learning games. I just remember we would go there just as a distraction every now and then, too, basically. Yeah. But anyways, guys, we're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back. And we're back. We're back. So continuing where we left off. So EB Games made its appearance around the early to mid 2000s. And originally it had multiple stores in the Kingston Mall, but eventually they kind of consolidated into, like, the one store. Basically the the EB Kids kind of just became a standard EB. Yep. And EB Games was... So it was, like, the first, like, dedicated just-a-game store at the time. And going in there, it was like you were... As a, as a young kid, you were in heaven. Yes. Because it was just walls every wall was nothing but games yeah the racks in the middle games. games games behind the counter games everywhere all games all the time like, it was almost unre- unrecognizable to what the store is these days and this was like the but, time before like game stores sold like figures and like oh yeah stuffed in was, and like plushes and stuff like it was strictly games that was it. Mm. Like, games and game, like, strategy guides. Yes. Like, you didn't even have gift cards yet, because, like, no, there was yeah. no, uh... That wasn't a big thing then. Xbox Live was only, base, like, a basic thing. Nintendo... And then Nintendo and Sony were only sort of online. The Dreamcast was dead by this point, so that wasn't even a thing. Mm. But... Yeah, it was nuts. But what what I always found interesting too was this is around the point too where I started realizing there were other consoles. Yes. So I'd always kind of like, you'd look at your PS2 stuff and you'd be like, yeah, that's cool, but I kind of also like this GameCube stuff that I can't play. Mm-hmm. And that's when the real console envy kind of started to happen. Yeah, I think this Which is, is what thing that... like led you into your collecting because you wanted. No, to play... that. that... No, that that didn't really happen until later on. Oh. Well, it kind of, it was like a tiptoe. You didn't really start made, yet, but it made you intrigued. It always made me interested in playing a GameCube. Yes. More the GameCube than the Xbox, because at the time, the only things Xbox really had that I knew of was Halo, and we weren't even, we wouldn't have been allowed to play Halo. Oh, yeah, so. no. It wouldn't have been a mom pick. No. But seeing all those GameCube games, but you know what always makes I always, I get it, we were kids so there's nothing we could do about it Mm. but it's like, I always remember seeing all those really 
at the time they were insignificant, but nowadays some of those games were like ultra rare. Oh yeah. And you just kind of you didn't have money, so you passed them up back in the day. Yep. And now you look back and you're like, God damn it, I could have spent yep. so much less on this game. I know. That's the problem with collecting. It's always hindsight is twenty twenty. Yep. But you were also one of my a fa- child. Yeah. A child. <laughs> one of my favorite no. things too. Yeah. One of my favorite <laughs> things was. Every one of these stores also had the bargain bin that had all the previous gen games that they the store was basically trying to get rid of. Yep. And that's where we got like all those PlayStation games and stuff because it was like oh they're half the price and that's and like it was a lot easier to convince your parents when something was like a fraction of what it, what it oh yeah the uh, the modern games were worth. I mean it's easy to con- convince me to buy something that's half on price oh, rather yeah. than because I I've been actually looking at some. Uh, PS, uh, what's the PS4s? Because mm-hmm. n- now they're going on sale, so I'm like, huh, I should buy one now, because not like I'm going to play a PlayStation 5 anytime soon. Yeah. But, um, yeah, so after that, like, that's when GameStop kind of, like, well, not GameStop, not, we're, we're getting ahead of ourselves. Mm. That's EB where games. EB basically... It was it was kind of like my sanctuary whenever we went to the mall. Yes, me and mom went clothes shopping, and you went to EB Games, and we yeah. say, "All right, Bill, we'll be back in an hour. Entertain yourself." <laughs> no, it was usually the only time I would ever get left in like EB is if you were in the store next door. Yeah, which I think was like I think it was a clothing. I believe store. it was. It was no, it was Hot Topic. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! It was hot topic. The hot topic got. Oh my god! Reminisce in that ball. It was the hot topic. Yep. Yep. Good but, times. So yeah, it's funny too because there was an FYE across the, um, across the way, and honestly, that was probably more. The FYE was really like a window of what games, what EB slash GameStop was going to become. Yep. But what's funny is eventually, so obviously we, we didn't really have internet or like any real th- way of knowing about stuff like this, but one day we just kind of went in the mall and suddenly the EB Games was gone and it was just now GameStop. Yeah. It, it wasn't and really I, announced or anything. We just went in and we no, were like, it, it oh, just interesting. Just one day it was suddenly GameStop. Yeah. But nothing really and changed. Like it was No, just that's like, what was weird. It was just the logo. That was all that changed. Yeah. It was the logo and... The employees weren't as friendly, I remember. But I was also a kid. Yeah. So, it could have just been... Asking, I was probably asking them stupid questions, now that I think about it. Yeah, and they probably were just like, oh, I don't get paid enough to deal with this little shit. <laughs> I just, for some reason, I was distinctly remembered the EB employees being super friendly and super helpful. Yeah. Well, which is weird now, because GameStop employees these days are, like, extra helpful, but... Hmm. I was also a kid, so... Yeah. Keep that in mind. But also, it could have been, like, uh, we don't know. Like, it could have been once GameStop took over, things probably changed for them. They might have had new rules. They might have had new policies yeah. they had to follow. Well, and they probably... There definitely were changes that happened over the years. Oh, yeah. And probably, like, things that we didn't... You didn't necessarily know about because you just walked in and you're like, why'd you change the sign? And they were just like, oh, a lot more changed you little shit get out of the store i'm pissed no so no i never probably... actually i never actually asked why the sign changed i was more just like oh well video games yes <laughs> it's still a video game so. store 
it still has the things that I came for, so huzzah. Yeah, but I always remember that. But what was weird about so so game GameStop kind of went down like this gradual like shift over the years though, because then it it's, it progressively like PS2 got fade would slowly phase out, GameCube was slowly phased out because yep. they brought in the Wii, PS3, and then 360 stuff, and then as the years went on, you started noticing the games got smaller and smaller. Yes. Especially in that particular store, because that mall was tiny and that GameStop was extra tiny. Oh, yeah. No, it was like a little hole in the wall. Yeah. And it was always funny, though, because there was another GameStop right up the street in a different plaza that was like yep. twice the size of it. Yep. But I always remember because it was like all the games would slowly start disappearing and instead you just had like clothes racks and... Yeah, they plushies would have, like, t-shirts, plushies, figures. Um, figures. Pop figures now are everywhere. Pop figures in particular. But they also sometimes had, like... They didn't really have, like, any anime figures, but they did have, like, Nintendo or, like, PlayStation-branded figures. And just, like, merchandise and stuff. Mm. And they slowly become became more of a... Just kind of nerd store than a dedicated game store. Yeah. And it was always weird because... I know a lot of people like to rag on GameStop and, like, kind of cr- dump on their kind of crappy policies. And, I mean, I won't deny that they have some crappy policies. Yep. But I've never actually had a bad experience at a GameStop. No. I haven't no. either. I've always had pleasant interactions. Yeah, the the employees are always pleasant. It's like, as long as you're not a dipshit, I mean, they're not going to... Yeah. They're not going to, like, ignore you. Yeah. If you have a question, they'll help you. Like, yeah, they're always helpful. I mean, it's like... Yeah. Don't act like they're always trying to scam you, because they're not. It's, they're just doing their job. Especially, like, to, like, uh, people who say they're trying to scam you, like, they... Like, it's like any job. You have to listen to your boss, and you have to listen to the, your company. Like, you don't... Like, as the employee, you don't get to make any big changes. That's up to the higher-up. So, don't go complaining to, like... The retail person because they, they don't have a choice they have to follow whatever the company says it's not up to them so stop being a karen and stop complaining yeah. <laughs> no but it, you know over the years with gamestop i did have some pretty fun memories though mm. like i'll always remember one uh, one that i will always remember is obviously my gamecube story yes where i got the gamecube for like barely anything because <laughs> They thought it was broken. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious! Like, no, they they were gonna throw it away, and I, I paid like five bucks for it, and they they were like, yeah, whatever. And then I came home, plugged it in, it worked fine. <laughs> that's hilarious. I don't know. That must have just that it must have just slipped by them, or maybe they mistook it for another one that was actually broken. And I think they just didn't plug the cord in all the way. <laughs> yeah. Oh. I don't know. But anyways, yeah, there was that one. My absolute favorite, though, will always be the Pokemon X, like, um, launch day. Yep. Because I remember going in, because it launched, like, early, we had, I didn't have to work that day. Mm-hmm. I think it was a holiday. And I remember getting up and going to the GameStop the second it opened, because they didn't do a midnight release, they just kind of did an early release. Yep. So I remember walking in there, and literally the GameStop is nothing but, like, te- like, adults and teenagers <laughs> by, around my age and there was one kid yep <laughs> one little kid and i was always like 
Wow, the meme is true. The meme, uh, it is. I mean, the people who play Pokemon, like. But I always say because the best part, the most. Well, I don't. I won't say best part because this was kind of messed up in hindsight. But Grand Theft Auto Five came out shortly around the same time. <laughs> yep. And I decided to go pick it up because I was curious. Yep. I go into the GameStop and it's literally nothing but kids. Yep. <laughs> and I was like, I was like, this is messed up in yeah. so many levels. Why? Why weren't you at the Pokemon? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. That's hilarious. And I, I remember too, because like the uh, the manager of that GameStop at the time, like, really did not want to, because this kid couldn't have been more than like five. Yep. But the the manager at the store really did not want to sell sell this game to this parent, and he was he kept going like, "This is not for kids. Like, it's mm. incredibly inappropriate in many ways." And I always remember because the I was behind I was behind them in line, and um. I usually don't, I don't ever get involved because it's like, it's none of my business, mm-hmm. but the the lady literally trying to make a point with the guy turns around and goes, you played these games as a kid, didn't you? You could understand, right? And I looked her in the face and just went, my parents didn't let me play these things. Games? I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> and her entire point got destroyed right yeah. there. And she, she just went dead silent, turned around and literally just kind of was like, handed the money over and basically was like, just give me the game. That's so funny. I was like, I mean, what was she expecting? Like, I know it's just it was funny. It was like out of all the people she could have asked, yeah, because there was other people my age in the store too. She probably could have asked them and got the answer she was looking for. She just happened to ask the one person that was not going to give her the answer she wanted. Well, also, I definitely feel like whoever answered her would have like, even if they had played it as a kid, I feel like they would have just started like trolling and would have just been like, no way. <laughs> did I ever play that game? Like, I feel like I, anyone I would have just messed with her because the situation was ridiculous. Especially if oh, the yeah. kid was, like, five. Like, Jesus Christ. Like, that's a lot for a five-year-old to take in. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, especially because I, I played the game that night and I the first cutscene, I was like, okay. <laughs> yeah. That man, that man, I was actually friends with that manager, but I was like, he had a point. He had, he had a point and the lady didn't listen. So. No, well, none of them did. Hope that kid is doing I, all was, right. <laughs> I, I guarantee he was just frustrated because he had probably sold God knows how many copies to different kids. Yep, it was day. just well, to, not, not to kids, to the parents. Well, yeah, who were giving to the them parents to kids. Who were giving them to kids? Oh, that's crazy. I know it was just like, damn. Yeah. But I always remember that one. Like there was a ton of great memories from GameStop, even though mm. it's kind of slowed down considerably nowadays now i kind of go in i don't go to gamestop to buy games i go to gamestop to if i need a game but also because there's people there i just i enjoy speed talking about games with Mm. yeah and that's really part of the experience yeah and going off of that that kind of moves on to um the next portion of this of the the retro seat the retro revival like the retro store revival. so it was had to have been around like the late 2010s probably i'd have to say probably 2016 ish yep is when i started noticing like dedicated game stores mm-hmm. like just popping up like independent like mom and pop stores yeah and i always remember cuz this was long after i was already like wicked deep into uh, retro game collecting mm-hmm. and i always remember like we were walking through our, our local mall, which amazingly is still there, by the way. Yeah, I'm still surprised. I'm really surprised it made it through the pandemic. 
Yeah, I know, especially because the two the two surrounding it got demolished, but yeah. that's beside the point. But um, yeah. So I was we we were walking through the mall one day around like 2017, I want to say, mm-hmm. and we all of a sudden just see a building kiosk because they had a, it was a store that was not yet opened but they had the sign up and it was j street video games yes and i remember seeing that and thinking hmm j street i don't know what that is but that sounds familiar that sounds interesting i'm like hmm. and uh, then it, it clicks in my head i'm like maybe it's a retro store oh and so i i remember going to the mall uh, like every week i'd, I'd pop in and it would still not be open, you know, and I'd always be like, damn. damn. And you'd kind of, like, walk back and forth and kind of, like, it was kind of an ongoing thing for about a month as they were setting up, and I'd always walk by and just be like, nope, not open yet. Nope. Let me in. You're just clawing on the glass. Let me in. Let well, me in. I just wanted, I wanted to know what it was, because I wasn't sure if it was a game, a retro store or not. Or if it was, like, just a regular store. Oh, yeah, or just normal. a game, another, a new game store trying to make it, make a splash, but. I remember because me and you were at the mall the day it finally opened. Yes. And we were walking by, and I just saw it, and I was like, I, I looked at you, and I went, Alex, can we please? And you were like, yeah, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> so w- w- I go in, and immediately I see, like, I see SNES games and Genesis games on the wall. And you're just And like, I always say, oh. seeing those just right there out in the, like, on a, on a shelf, just in a store, mm-hmm. is always fascinating to me. Because yeah. this is a... I hadn't really seen a lot of retro game stores at the time. Most of the time, the most I'd see this many retro game stores was at the flea market, like I we'd mentioned in a previous um, podcast. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, so seeing all those, I was like, oh, man. Like, and so I'm kind of browsing, like... They had just opened, so they didn't... They kind of had the, the st- inventory that they were given to get started. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't the most spectacular stuff, but it was... It was it was decent to look at. Yeah. And then of course they have the really rare every all the common well not really common but the the not expensive stuff was all on the shelves all over the place. Yep. Then behind the glass case and on the wall in the back behind the counter they had the rare games. Yeah. So I remember because the first thing that popped into my mind was I remember I saw Final Fantasy Tactics Black Label, Mm -hmm. and I was like, ooh, that's super rare. I'm like, I want that. So that was like. At the time, it was like twenty-five bucks, and I was like, "Okay, that's fine." Hmm. And then I bought Xenosaga Part One, and that was like fifty bucks. And I was like, "Okay, yeah." I mean, that's that, I'm like, "Okay, I'm paying a little, a bit, a lot of money now, but they're two really cool <laughs> a lot." <laughs> yeah, and then as we're checking out, I look in the back and I see this PlayStation game sitting on the shelf, and it's like it's got anime on the front of it, and I'm like, "I wonder what that is," and I'm like. I asked if I could look at it, so he goes and grabs it, and then he pulls off the shelf this big box. Like, Mm -hmm. I thought it was just like a a double disc jewel case, but no, 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 it was a box. Yep. And lo and behold, that game was Lunar (gasps) Two. Did you buy it? I kind of like. Well, of course I did. Yeah. (laughs) You were there with me because you were like you were looking at me like you're not gonna seriously buy that, are you? Oh. I was like because I was, you got the look in my you saw the look in my face where I was immediately intrigued. Yes. And I, of course I bought it, and I was like, it just it was fascinating because I'd never seen a game like that before. And then of course that's how I discovered the Lunar series and game working working designs and like special edition PlayStation cases. Yep. 
So we went home after that, and I mean, we did all right. I, I did all right. I was happy. Yeah. So then it started an addiction where basically every Friday after I got paid, I'd go to the game store. Yep, and you'd get the retro games. Yep, and I remember this because every week they'd have more and more stuff because they were people were coming in just selling stuff. Yep. So I remember I, I stock I, they had a cool, they had a really cool like um, system where you could like, because they were like I, they were like a small chain of like stores. They all used the the same like branding, mm-hmm. and they were all connected by like a uh, computer. They system. were all connected together. Yeah. So if one store didn't have a game, they could call another store and see if they had it. Oh, nice! And you could pay for the game at your store, and they would ship it to you. So I remember because one of the I, I got to know the guys who worked there, and we got we got decently friendly enough. Yep. So I after I probably about the third trip there, I, after I had already tripled my plate PS2 library and like bought a ton of GameCube stuff before that started to spike, basically a ton of games I'd wanted. Yep. I asked them if they had Lunar One because you know why not, and mm-hmm. they did, and it was only fifty bucks, big box and all. And so that routine basically went on for. Like five months. Yep. And then the and then I go happened. in one day and they're like, I go in one day five months later and their response is, "Hey, so get whatever you want because we're closing." <laughs> and it was like, wait, what? Unfortunately, so, Bill, you were the only person supporting the store. No, <laughs> no, that's not what happened. Oh, wasn't it that the I got the, the I got the I got in, informed because I was I'm mall, friends with the guys at the Newbury Comics down the, the way. So they reached a point where they were successful and they were like, they basically, they reached a point where they were profitable. Yeah. And because they were profitable, the mall saw this and raised their rent. Ugh. And the second they did that, they were no longer profitable. Yeah. And they had to close down. Ugh. That's so stupid. I know. But what I found out through the guys, um, some of the guys at Newbury I was talking to, apparently the mall just does this all the time. Yeah. Which is one of the reasons why that mall, for the life of it, can't hold a store to save its life. Yeah. Like, they either fail because no one goes, or they they get successful, and then the mall basically forces them out. Yeah. It's crazy. But yeah, so, that happened, and then I went back to basically flea market and uh, online shopping for retro games. Yep. Until one day I discovered... I really had this itch to go retro hunting, so I found this one store. It was in Boston, of all places. <laughs> like I, so I had to. I planned it out on the day. Like I had this like long like, got up like stupidly early and <laughs> basically drove drove up to like Boston, like through Boston up to the Winthrop area. Yep. And it was just this one game store. It was the name of the store was Sudden Impact. It's still there. It survived the pandemic, thankfully. Woo! But um. Yeah, it, it was, like, this really tiny little store hidden in, like, this, like, area. And I just go in, and it it, it was, like, a, the first time I've seen a legit game store like this in a long time. And I was, like, whoa. Oh. So I, I finally, I went there, and I was friendly enough, the owner. He was, he was a nice enough guy. Mm. And I bought, I finally got my Game Boy Player. Oh, nice. The Game Boy Player with the disc. Yep. Along with uh, a couple other smaller games. And... You know, I'd go back there if it wasn't, like, such a freaking drive. Yeah. It's like a two-hour drive, so I'm yeah. like, I, I can't justify that. 
Yeah, you like need like a a reason like to be in the city and then go. Yeah, that and going through Boston is just not happening. So. Yeah, no, <laughs> take the train. Yeah, no, but anyways, so after that, then it was kind of finding game stores. After that, was kind of tough because they really hadn't opened up until one day. I randomly saw an ad on a uh, Facebook for a game store which was only like 40 minutes away called Bowser's Basement. And I was intrigued by the name alone. Mm-hmm. So I immediately, I, I followed them on Facebook, got the address. I looked at the pictures and I was like, okay, that looks like the store for me. Yep. So I, I went down on a Saturday and I immediately go in. I drive down. It, it's like this little, like little niche place off to the side. Mm-hmm. The whole window mural is all painted up with like Nintendo characters and stuff, and it's like got this like wicked charm to it. Yep. And I was like, "Wow, that's neat." Of course, I showed up like ten minutes before it opened, so I was sitting in the parking lot by myself, awkwardly like, "Yeah." Well, this is weird. Because you're habitually early. Well, yeah, I, that's just my thing. I, I'd rather, <laughs> I'd rather be early than. I me. know, I know. I'm just goofing on you. <laughs> yeah, but um. Yeah, so eventually the the store opened, and I go in, and I, I walk in, and it's just, it's games everywhere, and there's Saturn games, there's Sega CD games, every game imaginable, and I'm browsing, it's like, the owner hadn't shown up yet, it was like one of his employees uh, was working at the time, mm-hmm. so I'm just kind of looking around, and I'm like, okay, that's cool, and I'm like, I asked if I could look at some of the Saturn games, because I saw Mortal Kombat Trilogy on the wall, and I was like, I really want Mortal Kombat Trilogy. I've wanted to play that forever. And the Saturn version is, like, apparently the most interesting to me. Yep. So I, I'm looking at that. And as I'm looking at that, I look down and I notice, um... I saw... Power Stone 2. Mm-hmm. In the case for the Dreamcast. Yep. And as I'm looking at that, the owner had shown up. And um, I had asked, hey, can I look at one of the games in the Dreamcast case? And his response was, oh, is it Bangai O? <laughs> Which was a really rare game, the rarest game in the case at the time. And I was like, uh, no, 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 I, I wanted to look at um, uh, Power Stone 2. And he was like, oh, okay. He's like, <laughs> so he hands me that and I'm looking at it. And then we start talking and I'm, I'm like, getting, I get to know the guy. The owner, John, he like knows his stuff. Like, mm. nicest guy, super personable. Yeah. Like, super knowledgeable. Super knowledgeable. And the vibe of Bowser's Basement is like, you go in to buy games, but you stay or stick around and you keep coming back for the experience. Yep. So I'm like talking to him, like I'm like, okay, so I'm gonna get those two games definitely, and I also got a copy of uh, D for the Saturn because it was up there too and it wasn't super expensive. Mm-hmm. So then I'm getting ready to check out and I notice he's going through a bunch of Dreamcast games. Yep. And I immediately I see Sonic Adventure Two. Ugh. And Sonic Adventure 2, I had the disc only for the longest time, mm-hmm. and this was, like, mint in the case, and it was a really good price. <laughs> and I was like, okay, I need that one, too. So we did that, and then right before I'm checking out, I also saw Azura Dreams, which was, like, this PlayStation RPG I'd never heard of before, and it was only, like, 20 bucks at the time. Mm. So I was just like, okay, I'll get that, too. Yep. So I spent those, and I left, and I was like, that was really fun. Like, I've never had yeah. that great of an experience at a store. I wasn't even there that long. Mm. So, of course, then I make the goal, I'm going back. Yeah. Because, of course, I am. It's local. Yeah. 
seems like a nice place. Like, doesn't seem like it's going to randomly just disappear one day. Yep. So I go back again, and I buy more games. Yep. And then again. And again. And basically... And again, and again, and again. (laughs) Yeah. To the point point where my blog, actually, the first post on my blog was me, some of my pickups from Bowser's Basement. Yep. Which um, was always funny. But eventually I get to know, like, the owner. I get to know his staff. Although he's had lots of different staff since I've been there. Mm. But, um... Yeah, so I go there for years. I took you there, and you got to see the place. Yep. You remember the original store. Yes. No, I remember the original, and I remember the new one, and they both are great. But I like the area of the new one better. Yes. The original was... So, getting to that, the original was kind of like... The store was really nice, but it was kind of in this really, like, kind of cramped off, like... Yeah. Not in the greatest area, either, of town. Like, you'd be driving on the main road, and then it was all of a sudden just kind of like a parking lot right off to the side with, like, a where... Like, kind of like a warehouse kind of building that it was in. And you'd pull right off to the side, and it was there. And the store was nice enough. Oh, yeah, no. The inside was nice. The, The outside, not even the store itself, just the outside around it was not as nice. Mm. But I but love his new I, store. His new store yeah. is great. I'm so happy for yeah, him. So, getting getting to that, basically, eventually, like I, I go there for about a year, year and a half, and by then I'm I'm a regular. I, I know, I know the every, they know me by name. I know them by name. It's I'm the RPG guy, basically. Whatever. Yep. Like if he needs a RPG question, he'll ask me if I'm in the store at the time. Mm-hmm. But um. Eventually, uh, I found out he uh, he basically got did well enough that he basically he bought was getting ready to buy a, a new move to a new location. Woo! So uh, once he I found out that, and I, once I found out the day that I, I was still kept going. I mean, it was cool talking. He was showing me pictures and stuff of like the new store, and I was like, "That's cool. It's gonna be great." Mm. But um, of course, eventually, I found out what day the. Uh, the old store was closing, so of course I had to go like go see it one last time. Yeah, and uh, we got a good picture, me and him, uh, the owner, like right at the front, just to, to like one final like moment, just to immortalize Aww. that store before it finally closed. Yep, which was really neat. And then unfortunately, pandemic hit yeah. right after he moved. Oh. Thankfully, though, he made it through it. Yeah, I'm so happy he made it through it. Because the store is great. The new store is so nice. Oh, yeah. So he... I finally got to go to the new store after uh, everything finally opened back up. And the new store is great. It's in a nice parking lot area. Like nice little plaza. Plenty of space to park. Big, much bigger store. Like, very open and spacious. And it's just super chill atmosphere. It's like everybody in there is super nice. Like, the best part about going to a store like that is... The people who go in, everybody just wants to be friendly. Nobody's, like, yeah. a jerk. Nope. It's, like, it's the best part of the collect- game collecting hobby. It's, like, all in one place in a store like this. Yeah. I remember when we went, too, there was, like, um, this, um, I think it was, like, this grandparent and this kid, and he was, like, just starting to get into, like, collecting, like, games and stuff, mm-hmm. and it was just, like... Oh, it was just such a precious little moment of, like, them helping him find games and, like, picking out games that would be, like, fun for him. It was just, like, a really cute little moment so while we one were there. Of, one of my favorite moments was uh, back at the old store. 
uh, parents were there with um, a couple of their younger kids, and they were looking around, like, as the parents were gamers, too, and the kids were getting into games. And one of the little kids walks up to me, because I was just, I was there talking to John and browsing. I hadn't, I had stuff I was going to buy, but I hadn't bought it yet. Mm -hmm. uh, he comes over, and he starts talking to me about Mario. <laughs> and he's giving me the history of Mario oh, through his eyes. Oh, my God. And I'm just, like, listening. I'm like, oh, that's cool, buddy. And I'm just letting him go. I'm like, all right. Oh, that's so precious. I, I didn't correct him at all. John's over there laughing because it was so, it was so cute. Oh, it was so funny. And uh, his parents were all like, "Oh, I'm sorry." His parents were all like, "They were they were like worried." They're like, "Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to butt." I'm like, "Don't worry about yeah, it. He, like, he's just in, yeah, he's just being friendly. He's just a cute little kid. Like honestly, he's not screaming or crying. Like this no. is great. Like <laughs> he was talking to me about Mario. Oh, that's so funny. precious. Oh. <laughs> no, I felt bad. I, th I felt bad that the parents were were like worried. I was like, no, I don't. I don't care. I'm I'm not here to be a jerk. Yeah, well, it's just you never know now. Like especially, well, yeah, I know, cause... you just never know. But aw, that's so cute. <laughs> it was it was so funny. Yeah. yeah, and uh, yeah. So that's become basically my main. Everybody in an, in the collecting scene always has that term. Their my main... local retro game store. Yep. To me, that is my local retro game store. Mm. But we but, have I mean, explored we, a couple, like, um... We have. When I originally <laughs> In, moved to Connecticut, uh, after I graduated, I ended up finding one that was, like, right by my apartment, and then I took you there. Uh, yeah, in the decrepit mall. In the <laughs> decrepit mall. Uh, it's the most decrepit mall I've ever seen. It literally has a Target, a movie theater, a Bath and Body Works, I think a Walmart, and that's it. That's all it is. And then it's just, you walk around, and all the yeah, and tiles like are cracked, and it just... It looks like it's condemned. <laughs> it does, but it's literally just a Target and a retro game store. <laughs> yeah. State line. Yeah. I believe it's called. And they, but, they're um, super... Every time we've been there, they've been super nice and oh, yeah. super great. They, po they post on Instagram all the time. They look like they're, like, they're chill as hell. Yeah, but, and uh, they also survived I remember... the pandemic, so woohoo. Yep. I'm surprised that mall survived the pandemic, honestly. At uh, Target. Target yeah, that's true. Kept it alive. But um, I remember because that was right before. Yeah, that was the first time I visited you, and mm -hmm. um, I found. We weren't going to convent a convention that week, right? I no no, 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 no I think we did. You just I think you just came to visit. Just yeah, I think that was the first time because the second time I came down was when we went to uh, Retro, Retro World. World. Yeah. But um, I remember that because I found Popful Mail for the Sega CD. Yep. And I remember because it was like, I, I was like, oh, don't worry, I'm not going to spend too much. I won't spend any, that much money. And the first thing I <laughs> see is to freaking... to spend that much money. <laughs> well, the thing is, I wasn't... Whenever I go into a game store, I always have the mentality of I don't want to spend a lot of money. Yep. And I have that mentality, so I'm not... When you go in with the mentality of spending all the money, you, you'll buy stuff before you see the thing that you actually want. Yeah. So I always have the mentality of I'm not going to spend a lot of money. So I'll look around and then I'll find the thing, like that thing. Yes. And it was Popful Mail, which is one of the the Sega CD games I was desperate for. Mm-hmm. Because it's a very rare game, and it's it was one of the it was the last working designs game I needed for this my Sega CD collection. Yep. But they were super nice because I remember like a great sign of a game store is when they're like super personable. Mm-hmm. Like, I was like, can I just look at the game? And they're like, yeah, sure. They pull it out. They're like, you can do whatever you want. Just don't leave the store with it without paying. I was yep. like, okay. So I'm, like, checking the disc out, looking at it. Like, it was, it was pristine. Mm. So, I mean, it was, it was two, 250 which was actually a good deal. Mm. 
and I didn't regret it. I think I got that and then, like, one other thing. Mm. I remember, that was cool, and then we found a couple more, like, random game stores just in your area. Yeah, well, I found one, and it was actually, like, right up the street from my office, um, which is pretty cool. And then we found a couple others, and, I remember the one with the owner who was just streaming the entire time we were there. Oh, yeah, that one was funny. That one was really funny. Because he did not give a crap. He was all, like... Whatever. He's just like, I remember because you went you went behind the counter by accident, and he's like, "I don't care, dude. Look, yeah. at, look at what <laughs> you we can want. come back behind the counter." Yeah, he was a cool guy. He was, he was oh. super friendly. Yeah. Because you were all like, you realized you were standing right behind the cash register. And you were like, "Oh, I'm sorry." <laughs> I felt so bad, but you know, like how you just you start looking, and you're like, "Oh, oh, oh," and then you like well, look up, that... and then you're just like, "Oh no, oh no, how did I get here?" Well, it wasn't like blocked off or anything, yeah. so you just kind of walked. <laughs> I remember you were so embarrassed, and he was all like, "Nah, nah, don't worry." Here, your you brother's. He was like, he was like, your brother's giving me a lot of money. money. Don't worry. Because <laughs> oh. I, I bought, because I bought a that that was where I found my my pristine Fantasy Star Four. Yep. Oh. That was great. And then we also there was that other the other one up the street from where you work. You were saying that one was. Yeah. That one was more chill because it was more like. It was more sterile, I guess you could say. Yeah, it wasn't as, like, I don't know. There's kind of this part of, like, retro game stores where you like to go. It, it's kind of nice when it's a mess. Not, like, a mess, but, like, you know. Like, it's not super organized because it just makes it more fun. It's, like, your treasure yeah. hunting. And that one was just more, like, it was more set up like an actual game store. Um, yeah. <laughs> but it was still good. It was still fun. Well, yeah, because I found, I got the 2600 Junior there. Yeah. Which was really cool. But, yeah, it. It was cool. Oh, do you remember that retro store up the street from your college? Oh, yeah. That one time we just, it was like, that was more comics and stuff, right? It was like, comics, but it had a game, it had like a game portion too. It also had like anime and stuff. Oh, Perfect wish, for our podcast. I know. I kind of want to like go back now because they could have had some there. One Piece merch. I bet they did. <laughs> I have a problem. As soon as we, Alex, as soon as we can go to the flea market again, we'll, we'll go and find, see what we can find. Oh my god, I'm determined. Bill, we gotta go to the one in, uh, some in Connecticut, because there's some mm. pretty big ones here, so. We gotta plan it out. Yep, we'll plan. We can do a flea market adventures too. Yeah, we can do a podcast. <laughs> podcast! <laughs> among, among many other podcasts that we will get to at some point. Oh yeah, I feel like we, like, went through this period of, like, not having any ideas, and then suddenly we both were just like... Let's do this and this and this and this and this. So we got yeah. we got some ideas. We're, we're we're good for a while now. Yeah. So. But anyways, anyways, guys, yeah, that was pretty good talking. Interesting blast from the past. Oh yeah, I forgot about KB toys. <laughs> yeah. I forgot that existed. <laughs> yep. Oh boy. Well, anyways, guys, um, uh, the gaming collecting podcast is available on all your major podcasting platforms it is an anchor podcast and yeah well thank you for uh, joining us as we discuss the games that shaped us we'll see you all later see you later bye right, see you guys oh oh